Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. So as you're wearing this heart monitor and as you are taking this heart medicine, Mm -hmm. you start noticing that you're feeling a little off. Yeah, I sent a text to the APRN friend and said, I'm noticing my heart rate is getting very low and my blood pressure is this. And I told her I felt a little strange. And she said, explain strange, (laughs) which I thought was great. Yes. But it was uh, that I felt a little ungrounded and not so good and very, very aware of my heart. And she asked for the numbers and I gave her those. And she said, oh, no, I think you. And I was thinking, my question to her was, can I go down to one pill? Because I was taking it twice a day. Mm -hmm. And she thought I should go down to one pill. And I had messaged her because it was a weekend. Mm -hmm. And I also sent this then to my new provider and said, hey, here's what my heart rate and blood pressure are. They're very low. I'm feeling sluggish. I'm going to go down to one pill. I hope that's okay. And she sent me a message back on Sunday saying, absolutely, we don't want your heart rate below 60. Mm -hmm. 50s is not okay. Mm -hmm. It needs to stay above 60. Go to one pill and let me know what the numbers are. Right. So now I have two very competent providers helping me try not to have a stroke. I approve. Yeah, me too. So while you're doing all this, you know, life is continuing apace. And as you are taking down now, it's past Christmas and you're taking down Christmas decorations. You're also talking to your aunt. So my aunt, who wasn't paying attention when I said I have to go get heart medicine, did hear me say, I am wearing a heart monitor Mm -hmm. and I've been kind of tired because I had not yet adjusted the pill. Mm -hmm. That was probably the beginning of me feeling tired. Right. I wasn't sleeping very good. So I thought maybe it was that. Mm -hmm. So I told her and I said, you know, because she's... She likes to talk about all the health problems, and so I just give her mine, too. You know, she likes it. And um, we get off the phone. Maybe I had to answer another call. While I'm off the phone, she hurries up and calls my sister to tell her (laughs) that I have a heart monitor on. She was so proud of herself, and you told me that she was going to be, that she was so proud that she could tell everybody. She had the gossip. She was very happy to have something to tell people. So... I'm glad I made her happy. Uh, And my sister's texting me and saying, what the heck is going on over there? So I called my sister. Yes. And I said, I have an irregular heart rate. You had this before. Yours went away, but mine's not going away. And my sister had to wear a heart monitor at that time, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So she gave me her empathy, probably sympathy. She's very much a Catholic, Hmm. um, about the discomfort of a very small device, which is not terribly uncomfortable, but a little inconvenient and hopefully will give us the results that will be helpful. Right. Uh, But I can't take a regular shower because it makes the glue of the connectors itch. So I have to take a sort of half bath. Yeah, that that hasn't been terribly comfortable for you. No, it's not. I'm excited to have like four more days and I can have a shower. Yeah. I'm I'm quite pleased that you'll be able to take a shower again because that has seemed quite unhappy for you because the first couple of days you did try and take a shower and the instructions were you can just don't don't let the water run down over the thing. Yeah, put your back to the water. Yeah. But I'd be it would be itchy for like over an hour. Oh, like crazy itchy. That's yeah. no good because like I get uh rash from a lot of those kinds of adhesives and it's good that you you haven't like it hasn't given you a proper rash but it would just get itchy every time that you would get in the shower like right. something about the heat and the steam and the sweat and whatever else well, when i went and picked it up they said they were they have to shave some hair off your, my chest and then use sandpaper and uh as she was sandpapering me she said do you have an allergy to some adhesives i said sometimes and she said yeah i can tell because you're already turning red just from the sandpaper stuff mm-hmm. you know and she said so if this becomes too you know creates too much irritation 
irritation to your skin, you will have to call your doctor or your provider and they will have to start over with one that has special glue. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I really hope this works because I don't want to start over. And sometimes special glue doesn't work either. Like the type of rubber bandage thing they wrap around your arm after you give blood mm-hmm. is not supposed to be, well, you know, it's supposed to be hypoallergenic and I can wear it for like an hour and I start itching. Mm-hmm. So, right doesn't work for me. So I wasn't too hopeful about the other glue either. Yeah, I'm the same way when they had to remove a mole from my armpit. Like I had more irritation from the adhesive of the gauze that they put over the the place where they had cut the mole off than I did from the actual wound of removing a mole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel glad that a half bath works because we have a nice uh, sprayer on the handle of the bathtub as well. There's a very nice bathtub in that bathroom that you picked out when we were remodeling that bathroom because you wanted something nice and deep. I wanted something you could actually take a bath in. Something that will get both your knees and your shoulders at the same time? Well, not this case because I can only have a half bath. Well, no. Usually, yes. If if it is full and if you are able to submerge yourself in it. (laughs) It is large enough to do so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The fake bathtub that came with the house did not have no. that option. Correct. So I'm glad I can at least do that because it's better than an itchy shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you did end up getting into the endo also. Yes, I did. So we, we finally made it to the, the 10th and I went to the endo and I had not had a shot. That, that was my third week and I really should have done it on the second week, but you were going out of town and I was distracted and... I wasn't sure. And and you were absolutely, you know, with, with their numbers as high as they had been, it's totally reasonable that you wanted to wait and let let the testosterone that was already in your body at that point finish Go down. processing and yeah. And talk to the endo- endocrinologist. Yes. So I went to see him that day and he, he had no medical explanation he could come up with of why my testosterone had gotten so high. He couldn't, he couldn't understand it. And he said, your estradiol was high as well, but that could have been a boomerang thing. Mm-hmm. Although how is it going to boomerang when you no longer have ovaries? It could have boomeranged off of them before they right were before. Okay. And it takes a while to all get out of your system. Okay. But he really was a bit frustrated that he couldn't understand how that happened. Right. And then eventually we ended up having some short discussion about an art exhibit, which you and I had also gone to. So anyway. <laughs> um, the, but- this is hilarious to me because like the dude is not a bad doctor. You know, I mean, he's not the greatest. He's not like as competent as these women that you're seeing. No. But he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be, and he's proficient. I mean, for himself, he doesn't have to be. be nice, but you know. Well... He's, he's proficient. Yeah. And his office, on the other hand. His office is a whole other story because our lawyer friend deals with the same office mm-hmm. and could not seem to get his prescription out of there in time before the insurance was rolling over Ugh. for the end of the year mm-hmm. and had been trying for weeks. Mm-hmm. And I said, said to our friend, it's exactly what happens to me. Oh, yeah. It takes me weeks to get my prescription from those people. Mm-hmm. Like you want to drive over there and get it, but they won't let you do that anymore. It has to go electronically. Yeah. Because because it's a controlled substance. It is. It is. And the thing is, I was out to dinner with him and my other partner. And my other partner is a doctor and was talking about the fact that the generic that he takes, you don't, you take the name brand, mm-hmm. but the generic that he takes 
the the way that it's the recipe for it basically lets it lose potency much quicker. The generic? The generic. Right. So with the generic, you have to pay closer attention to those expiration dates, which I mean, like all of us hoard. We all hoard meds. We all get our refills as quickly we as can. we can. If we can. Yes. If it's, if it's a possibility, all of us who are capable hoard our meds. We get our refills as quickly as possible. We save up everything we can. Because, I do it with the boys' meds too. Yes, absolutely. God forbid I run out of his meds. Because insurance is a fuck. Yeah. And that's what the endocrinologist said. I said, please don't change the prescription with the pharmacy. And he said, I will not. Don't even worry about that. He said, it is not your fault that everybody has to hoard their medication. He said that. He said that. He said, take half of what you're prescribed right now. Take take half of that. But I'm just going to leave it. Yes. Because I understand this problem. Mm-hmm. It is not your fault. No. And that's what our lawyer friend was saying was that he his numbers were super low, but he had also been working from his hoard and using the oldest stuff first. And if it was losing potency, then he's been in a terrible mood for like weeks now. He has. And I really tried to talk him out of using any more of the old stuff and pick up your new prescription. Mm -hmm. I told him the story of once when my former work wife was getting into some sketchy situations at work. And I had said to her, hey, is your hormone patch okay? Way back when, when she still Mm -hmm. had this deal. And I said, because you are not acting like your usual patient self Mm -hmm. with these bozos. Yes. And so she went home and opened a brand new box and slept a new patch on and was like, oh, and said, how's this? And I said, way better. (laughs) So, and stopped getting in trouble. Well, I don't know if it'll work now if you say it and your metamor has said it, who is also, who is actually a physician. Mm -hmm. God only knows if our lawyer friend will actually listen to how many more people will need to tell him. More because he's stubborn and he's not (laughs) listening. It's true. Really. I said to him, well, maybe you need to do a shot every week. Or something. And he's like, I don't, I want to keep the schedule I have. I said, yeah, I'd like to have that schedule too, but doesn't work for me. <laughs> he doesn't want to admit that the other, th- yeah, he doesn't want to admit that anything doesn't work. He wants everything to stay the same as it always is, which is not a good way to adapt to a the prob- real world. <laughs> problem that's happening. Right? Right. So hmm. we will see. I'm probably going to lunch with him sometime this week and we'll, I'll check in on him. But And you went out with him yesterday. I did. He came and helped uh, another friend of mine. Uh, the, the former intern who yes. had recommended the APRN. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was having a house problem that she couldn't figure out, and I did not want to climb under the house, but I talked him into it. So <laughs> he came and visited and crawled under the house, and then we went and looked at uh, fixtures because he's working on a bathroom project. So And then y'all came back and got me, and we went for tacos, and it was nice. Mm-hmm. But after the endo, then you do have these labs that you will be getting in another couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I asked you, okay, so on the day that your insurance changed, you sent that information the day, like the first or the second, like that, that everything was closed. I'm shaking my head. Yes. Everything yes, yes, yes. was closed on the second because it was the day after the first on the weekend. And But you emailed it right away and mm-hmm. said, here's my new information mm-hmm. to the gender clinic in the Bay. I did. Who has already had a consult with you for lower surgery. And then I sent them a message in the portal telling them that. Mm -hmm. And I sent it to them in the portal. And I also emailed the contact I had and said, hey, I sent them the new card. 
So, and they have a a they're piloting or, or attempting to you know try a new concierge model of care for certain clients, mm-hmm. and so you have this one direct contact who is supposed to be keeping in touch with you every week and right. more as things right. progress. So she did contact me on I think she contacts me on Wednesdays or Thursdays and sends me an email. And she said, they did receive, the clinic did receive your new insurance information and will begin processing it. Mm -hmm. So that was a couple days later. Mm -hmm. And then last Thursday, I'm sitting at the boys' therapy appointment. Number two's therapy. Yeah. And I'm really hoping I don't have to go play therapy because I was not wanting to. Uh, (sighs) And the phone rings and I was listening to music and reading and I saw a phone number from like, I don't know, Los Angeles or something. Mm Mm-hmm. But I answered. Yeah. I have no idea why, because I never answer these things. No. And it was, good thing we're sitting down, my new insurance company. And you had had a form that you tried to, that I tried to fax in for you, and you tried to fax in, and eventually somehow we we did get confirmation somewhere along the way that it had it had actually been received. Yes. That they had a form specifically for ongoing concerns and continuance of care with transferring insurance coverage. Yes. So I had filled out their transition form. <laughs> Sorry, that's right? great. Isn't it? That's what it's called. Transition of care. Oh, for goodness sake. Uh, and I put the gender clinic on there. Mm-hmm. Top space. Yep. I put the other people on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so a person from the new insurance company who's a representative in the transition of care section. Yes. Calls me and she's calling to check on me and see how that's going. How the transition of care is going. Yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're doing what? Who are you? Very nice person. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe she, her, she didn't indicate otherwise. Right. And I told her how much I appreciated her calling because I didn't know anything except that I had sent the new card over to the clinic and I had filled out that form and that's all I knew. And she said, well, let me look. Mm-hmm. And she looked it up and she said, it looks to me like they started processing your, the request from the clinic started getting processed, processed by the insurance on the 9th. That's great. And I said, oh, that's great. And she said, and usually it takes about, and this is where you're like waiting. You're the trans person on the other end of the line waiting for the how many eons (laughs) it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Answer. And she says, about two weeks. And I'm like, what? What? Two weeks? Until until what kind of nothing? (laughs) Two weeks. Right? What happens in two weeks that's actually nothing? And uh, she says, until they answer. And I was like, well, that would be great. That would be totally great because I know they're booking all the way out till spring. And I've been trying to do this since August. And she was so nice. I kept thinking, is she queer or so queer friendly that she's practically queer? Because no cis het straight people, no binary people. She was like happy for you that you could actually be like expecting an answer in a reasonable time frame. Yes, like like sincerely happy and sincerely trying to be as helpful as she could be. And I could tell she wanted to be she wanted to be more helpful than she was, but she just didn't have more helpful to give. And it is very rare for the Alosis Huts to do that. They don't. They get a hiccup somewhere in there and you recognize it when it happens. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, This thing you're doing that I don't know how to process in my brain. Mm. And you you know when it happens. Yeah. And then you know. So that's what made me think the whole time, like, 
are you a queer? I mean, wow. That's awesome. Right? So uh, she said, do you want to write down my direct line? And I said, I would like to. However, I am at my son's therapy appointment and I do not have something to write down your number with. Can you email me? Because I, I didn't even know her last name and I thought it'll be in the email. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be better Yes. than trying to go up to the desk and see if there's a staff and get a pen, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, so she did that, but she did email me encrypted and I need to go to the computer and open it. Right. Yeah. So there we go. So two weeks. I'll have to check, you know, that encrypted email might have timed out. Hmm. Sometimes they have timers on them. Yeah, they do. But I do have her number. I put it in my phone. The number she called from at least. Yeah. Okay. And the email did have her name on it. So I put that in under the new insurance name. Mm-hmm. So I could just call her on that line as well. That is possible. Yeah. Very good. But if I do have an answer before her, because she said I might, I will call her and tell her that because she was so nice. That is phenomenal. And that is a helpful thing. Yay. In the world of insurance and queer life. It's it's kind of weird that like between the two APRNs and the helpful insurance rep and like after all of this like long slog, challenging after challenging after challenging experience that like to have like three things in less than a month that are just like, oh, that just worked. Yeah. Before something killed me. So there. (laughs) (laughs) It is quite lovely when you can get your providers and your insurance to do a thing. Yes. It's needing to be done. So is there anything else about any of that right now? No, we wait because that's what you do. That is true. For transition. You wait. You wait. And you wait. And you wait some more. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some more interesting words than wait next time (laughs) we talk to the microphone. (laughs) Well, until then. I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! When I check my heart rate, it's in my not in... Say that again. I should say that over again because he's banging things around. It's just going to be a minute, I think. Yeah, should we wait? Yeah, we could probably wait till number two gets his breakfast settled or lunch or whatever. Sounds like a can of chili. I heard the can opener going. Okay, do you think he's done banging things open and closed and we can go or no? I think the minute that we assume he is, there will be at least one more bang and then we can go. Yeah, Uh, probably the microwave door uh has to be slammed a couple times. Yeah, let me grab my water while we're... That's a good plan. I'll do that too. Mm -hmm. There's a goose on the back path. You just went behind that big bush. Come, come up a little higher. It's right, right here. Oh, I see him now. I think I heard more things banging around. I think we might be uh, set. Okay. We'll get started and then we'll say something again because there'll be one more. <laughs> we, unless we get started, there won't be the last one. Right. <laughs>
Where were we? Uh, what was I saying? You, every time you go to the doctor, that's been the problem that they just don't listen. Continue. So, I forgot what I was, where I was going next. Should I skip that and go back to it? Yeah. Okay, let me go back to it then later. All right. Yeah, it will come up later that she, she was paying a little more attention to certain things because they were pertinent to her own existence as well, but then... Yes. So in any case, what am I on next? 